Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. The Word. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray that light and understanding will come forth in and through your word. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. How many of you have been blessed by the wisdom class so far? Have you learned something? Okay. So, we're looking at financial wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Financial wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Financial wisdom from the book of Proverbs. Now, when we talk about finances, okay, there are two extremes to it. You've got some people who say everything about Life is money. Okay? All the messages about money. Everything is money. You come to church, it's how to get breakthrough, how to get money, how to be rich. If you sit in that kind of congregation and you don't have money, you almost feel frustrated like you're not a complete human being. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So that's an extreme. The second extreme is... Where people feel, well, the poorer you are, the closer you are to God. Okay? And that's that's another extreme. You don't have to you don't have to push the boundaries where every time you open the Bible it's money you see. And at the same time, you don't have to um, be in denial that there is a level of finances you require on the earth to be able to get things done. For instance, if we didn't have our money, we couldn't have built this facility. Building this facility gives everyone peace. At least you know that you've got where you're going to church, you're sitting down, you can hear God's word properly. You can hear me because we're able to get microphones, okay? And, and get the whole facility done, get everything done. We've got to know that there is a level of finances that is required to push the gospel of the kingdom out. Alright? And God wants every one of us to be part of that. And so, when we are looking at financial wisdom from the book of Proverbs, we're looking at God's perspective. Okay? We're looking at God's perspective. You know, someone asked me a question some days ago and says, and and the person asked me the question and said, what does your church believe about this? So I said, no, it's not what my church believes about it. What does the Bible say about it? Do you understand what I'm saying? Because someone can say, well, you can believe that. My church doesn't believe this. No, your church doesn't determine the beliefs of Christianity. The Bible does. So I'm like, okay, so let's get into the scriptures. Let's get to the Bible. Let's look at what the Bible says. Are you following what I'm saying? Come on, are you following what I'm saying? So it's not about what my church believes. What does the Bible teach? Because a passage of scripture can have many applications, but it can have only one truth. 
And so it's important. So when we're looking at financial wisdom from the book of Proverbs, we're looking at what does Proverbs say about wealth, about money, and about poverty. So I'm going to break it into two places. First of all, I'm going to talk about eight things on how to become poor. Okay? <laughs> Remember I was in class one day and my professor taught us types of poverty. You know, you know poverty has types, huh? You don't know poverty has types? Oh, you don't know? It does have types. You know, there's something called, this is a bit of social studies now, this is not Bible. There's something called relative poverty. Okay? Relative poverty means that I, I am rich. Okay, let me not use myself as an example. <laughs> uh, let's say, I mean, you're rich. Okay? But as compared to Dangote, uh, if they put Dangote on the right-hand side and they put you on the left-hand side, would you say you are rich? Not according to Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Would you say you are rich? Talk to me. Would you say you are rich? So that means as compared to Dangote, relatively you are poor. Yeah, I know. I'm not speaking over your life. We're just giving an example so we can understand. <laughs> you know, Christians like you could do, God forbid. Alright? <laughs> now, but let's say among your cousins, you, I mean, you are in Bonnie Island. You are the one working in Alcon. You are the one, the contractor in LNG. If they put you to those your cousins and your family people back home, how many of you know you're rich? So you understand that even though here, if you compare yourself to Dangote, you are poor, and if you compare yourself to your cousins, you are rich. So relatively, you are a poor man. Although, on this other side of the equation, you are rich. Do you understand what I'm saying? So you realize that every rich man is actually a poor man relatively as compared to somebody higher. And every poor man is also relatively a rich man. All you need to do is to just change what you are using to measure yourself. So you've got a house you are living in. If you now compare yourself with somebody living under the bridge, how many of you know you are a big boy? You understand? But then when you now compare yourself to somebody who has a mansion, how many of you know you are a small boy? So the small boy is the big boy and the big boy is the small boy. So, so there are different kinds of poverty. Okay? So how does the Bible say that people become poor? And let me tell you something. People will always be poor. You cannot totally eradicate poverty because there are many reasons for poverty. Some, it is people's choices. Some, it's where they were born. Some, it's policies. There are many reasons. We'll try our best, but actually, <laughs> you've got to believe God's word. Amen. Faith in God's word and do a couple of things on the air train. So, these are practical classes. So, these are not deep, spiritual, I don't understand classes. That's why I'm giving you all of this. So, how does the Bible tell us that a man can become poor? Eight ways. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4. Let's start from there. So, we're all just going to be on Proverbs. Proverbs 10.4. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4. Poor is he who walks with a negligent hand. The New King James Version says, He who has a slack hand becomes poor. 
The Amplified say he, will become, he becomes poor who walks with a slack and idle hand. So, your attitude to work can bring poverty to you. Are you hearing this? If you deal with a slack hand, hmm, you are employed in a company, your boss calls you, you would walk to your boss as if the weight of the world is on your shoulders. Your job is not properly done. You deal with a negligent hand. You will become poor. Because what's going to happen is, when they sign up people for promotion, your name will not come up. Your boss will be thinking of how to replace you. Dealing with a slack hand. Are you following what I'm saying? So the Bible says that if a man deals with a slack hand, he will become poor. So that's number one. So sometimes... People are poor, and it's not just about spiritual curses, it's because they are dealing with a slack hand. They're not improving, they're not getting better. Praise God. Are you here? Every time your boss looks at you, two things are in his mind. Is this person an asset to me, or is this person a liability? Is this person adding value to the company? Or this person is taking value out? What's your attitude to work? Are you dealing with a slack hand? Or you're dealing with idle hands? That's number one. Number two. Proverbs 14, 23. Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 23. In all labor, there is profit. But idle charter leads only to poverty. I like the uh, New American Standard Bible. It says, mere talk, mere talk leads to poverty. Very easy to talk. The, your talk and your work rate do not match. You have a lot of dreams. You want to hammer, you want to blow. Talk, mere talk, it leads to poverty. Mere talk. Idle talk. Praise God. You know, sometimes when you walk through our cities and you see people gathered around newspaper houses before phone came. How many of you have seen those scenes? Places like Portacot. Bike men will gather around newspaper houses. Hours. Hours. The newspaper is 50 naira, 100 naira. They don't have money to buy it and take it home. So from the headlines, they will analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze and analyze. analyze. Mere talk. If your talk rate is more than your work rate, you would end up a poor man. That's a wisdom quote. If the way you talk is more than the way you work, you will end up a poor man. In fact, let me say this to you. Let me say this to you. Talk less and work more. Let your work do the talking. Praise God. Let your work do what? Do the talking. Talk less and work more. Number three. Proverbs 20 verse 4. Wisdom for finances from the book of Proverbs. We're looking at poverty. And I want you to observe the word, become poor. That means if you're rich 
and you don't keep improving yourself, you can become poor. And that's something I find out with people. No constant improvement, getting better. You have to get better every day. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have to get better every day at what you're doing. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You have to get better every day at what you're doing. Constant improvement. Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 4. Are we there? The lazy man will not plow because of winter. The slugger does not plow after autumn. So he begs during the harvest and has nothing. Amplified says, The slugger does not plow when the winter sets in. Right? Therefore he begs in harvest and has nothing. What does this mean? A poor man does not work at the right season. When everybody's working, he's not working. So when there's harvest time, there's what? There's, there's nothing for him. Praise God. Praise God. Working at the right season. So that when harvest comes, you have something. You are single now. You have the opportunity to save, to invest, to compound, to do some things. You don't do it. And then you get married. You know, if you understand your phases of life, there are things you're doing right now. If your children start going to the university, you can't do them. So at certain phases of life, you can pour yourself into, you can do two, three jobs or do certain things, get your life. You know, you've got to understand. I've talked to you about times and seasons and phases. It says the lazy man plow. So he will become a poor man during harvest because he didn't work at the right season. Praise God. Okay. 21 verse 5. 21 verse 5. Proverbs 21 5. Glory to God. Verse 5. The plans of the diligent lead surely to plenty. But those of everyone who is hasty, surely to poverty. Amplify says, but everyone who is impatient and hasty, hastens only to want. We are looking at the Bible cause of poverty. If you are impatient, if you are hasty, that is how scammers get people. Haste. Hmm? Bring 40,000 in Two months, you will get one million. Haste. You know, because some of you have lost money. <laughs> Look at you here. Proverbs 21.5. Huh? Impatient. Listen to me. Wealth grows over time. Come on, everybody say wealth. Let me, let's put it this way. Say biblical wealth grows over time. You know, somebody said, yeah, but, you know, when the children of Israel were living in Egypt, God told them, in that night, they collected silver. Those guys worked for 430 years, no salary. Do you understand that? For 430 years, those guys were working. There was no pay. That was their pay. Hmm? Don't, listen, don't be in a hurry to be rich. You will live long. Relax. A believer, he said, if you believe, you don't make haste. Build your wealth gradually. 
You know, how many of us are excited? 2021, boom, ha, this year, ha, this year, who this year. It's 20 days. It's looking like 2020. You realize that all the excitement about the year has worn off. All the yeah, he died, he killed him. Yeah, the year is here. You're looking at it like it's like, okay. That's like, before you know it will be December, you'll be shouting, forget it. 2022, finished. <laughs> And then what they just realized, and you are standing before God, and I say, God, what are we doing here? God said, you have died. How old are you? 90 years. Like, 90 years? Build patiently. If you build your wealth slowly, you would hardly lose money. Hmm? Hmm. Even as a church, a church must not be in a hurry. I told you last Sunday, if I start putting money pressure on you now, give, give. Well, some of you like that, but if somebody does that, do you know some of you will run away? Right? You will run. But you know, if I'm patiently feeding you, teaching you God's word, and you prosper, in the next four years, in the next five years, in the next ten years, some of you would have grown and prospered to a place where you can, oh, pastor, I'm buying a car for you. If I'm impatient, after 10 years, I'll say, ah, ministry is not working. People are stingy. Huh? But no, it was my impatience that drove the people that God brought for me to feed and to teach away. That's what happened to David. When David was in the cave of Adulam, how many people came to him? Those in discontent, those in distress, those who were poor, those who were indebted. But after they stayed with David for a while, at the end of David's life, what happened? Those men became the mighty men of David. You cannot achieve anything in the kingdom of God without patience. Faith and patience works together. Alright? So the man that is hasty will become what? Poor. Uh, number what? I just did number four. Number five. Chapter 21 and verse 17. He who loves pleasure will be a poor man. He who loves wine and oil will not be rich. <laughs> I like this one. What does it mean to love pleasure? You just love entertainment. You're not adding value to your life. Love wine and oil. You love the look of wealth. Eh? Some of you, is not wine and oil you like. It's Coca-Cola. Every day, you're buying bottles. Every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Hmm? Love pleasure. Why would, that, why would that person become poor? Because you don't, get, you don't get value into your system mentally, spiritually, just by pleasure. You know, the same one hour you use in watching films or watching, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, but, I mean, going out and, you know, it's been said that if you read, if you spend 10,000 hours in a particular subject, you become a specialist in that subject. Right? So if you read an hour every night before you go to bed, you'd have read 362 hours in a year. How many of you know 362 hours in a year of valuable information will increase your value either at your workplace or your spiritual life or your value personally. How many of you know that? But if you take that same time and spend it on pleasure, 
Have you realized that the things that really take us up in life are the things we find difficult doing? Hmm? How many of you have ever gone to your friend and you guys started talking and before you realized it was dark, time has gone? Have you experienced that? How many of you have been watching a football match and you just realized time has gone? Hmm? One hour plus is gone. Yeah? How many of you have been watching a movie just realized, bam, two hours is gone? Okay? <laughs> so you, 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 you know, I... I have one very funny habit. You know, sometimes, I mean, once in a while, I try to watch some season movies with, with my wife or something. Maybe a movie that is recommended, actually. It has to be recommended. So, I remember this time they recommended this particular season. And then we looked at it like, man, if we are, if we are going to watch this thing the way this season is going, we might spend the whole year, you know, I mean, in terms of the one we're watching there, we might spend almost every day watching. So, <laughs> I think we just watched that thing and finished it. You know, because for me, it was like, just finish it. You finish all the eight episodes in one day. You just know that it's done. You know how it started. And how it ended. I mean, I always feel sorry for her because I, can't, I mean, I stay awake and then she's managing to keep her eyes. I say, just don't worry. It's just one more episode. And then we start watching by eight. We're done by three or four a.m. <laughs> don't deal. Because I'm not going to wake up every day, like, where did they end? And then, when they're about to catch the woman, then I'm at work, I'm thinking, ah, did they catch her? Ah, no. I don't think, ah, man, if they catch that woman, it will be bad for her. Ah, Jesus. And in meanwhile, your boss is thinking that, wow, what is that? <laughs> and meanwhile, you're there, like, you just go, say, put the feet, put the feet. Say, you never, you say, put her. And then you're eating. And then in the sleep, you know how all those things are? Like, in the sleep, you have gone to warn that woman, don't come to this house. Okay, Proverbs chapter, <laughs> chapter 21 and verse 17. If you love pleasure, you will be poor. Can you entertain yourself a little? Yes, I'm going to talk about that in the singles meeting. Do everything in moderation. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Can't spend all your life pursuing pleasure. That's why if you watch the life of celebrities, they end up broke. Hmm? Go and ask old musicians. Hmm? Top musicians. You don't want to mention names, but top musicians. That you see their lives and they, and you are almost impressed. Feel like God is not good. Sometimes their life is hollow. I remember at a particular time when I was still doing some things with an NGO, we did a project during one of the elections. We worked it some of we worked it at least, I don't want to mention their names, but we worked with at least four of the top secular musicians in this country to date. And in that project, I was responsible for handling, you know, the payment to them because the sang brought people and then we did civic education for the people. And I saw the vanity of the life they lived. There's this particular musician, very popular, very respected. If I mention his name, you know him. I think the charges then for what he was doing was about one point something million. Before he came, or maybe two million then. Before he came, we sent him one million. When he got there, I mean, it was three days meeting. The first day he came, they gave him his one million. When he got there, it was like, yeah, he's broke. He needs money to go to the club. He paid him 300,000. He went to the club, called us from there. That 300,000 is finished. Before he finished singing, the money was gone. It's not uh uh-uh. uh. The money was gone. They will not post those things on Instagram. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The life was what? Was hollow. There was a particular drink where extreme north. 
somewhere in the country. It was a particular drink he needed to drink. They said he can't find it there. They had to send somebody in Lagos. He had to buy it, take it to the airport, put it in the plane, fly it down. This is, I said, for what now? For what? And that's pleasure. But if we put all of these things there, and that's why you see, after four years of being at the peak, what happens? They die in drugs. They die indebted. They die broke. Why? Because those things will lead a man. If the Bible tells you something will lead you to poverty, trust the Bible. It might not look like it at the beginning, but it will lead you. So your, your passion for pleasure, tame it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You love wine, love oil, tame it. Hmm? Let's move on. Let me tell you something. Listen to this carefully. Prosperity is not in extravagance. It's not in show. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of the wealthiest people you would ever meet is in. You know, sometimes our culture affects our interpretation of scripture. When you are you are from this part of the world and you are interpreting wealth in your mind, it is showmanship. It is showmanship. You, when you go outside, you would realize that very wealthy people are calm. Calm. Hmm? You see people do weddings calmly, live their life calmly. Here you know, it's 10,000 naira you have to give to the couple. What do you do? Hmm? You go and harass bankers to change it to 50, 50, 50, 50 naira. Because you know that when you want to spray, you want to be there for a long time. You see, whether you change it to 10, 10 naira, whether you change it to 5, 5 naira, whether you change it to 1, 1 naira, it is both the waste of your time and the time of people. It is 10,000 it will amount to. Do you understand? If you have value for your time, you see how wealthy people attend occasion. They just show up, ah, has, has everything, has everything, then they drop what they want to drop and they go. A poor man will be there until they close. <laughs> Why are they quick close now? Where did they already go? I mean, because he doesn't have anything he's doing. He doesn't know that he will have to carry a chair. It is not that he doesn't want He just, I just understand. <laughs> Number seven. Number six. Proverbs 23, 21. love pleasure. You say, put music. Let's be dancing. Even if there's no food, we can be happy. No. Why there is no food is what you should think about. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? Why is there no food? That's what the prodigal son asked himself. He said, what am I eating with the pigs? When he asked that question, his mind went to what? To the solution. His mind went to the solution. We, you see, in your life you must learn to... What is valuable? Look at our nation. As wealthy as we are, you cannot start driving on a Nigerian road and hit the end and there's no pothole. Yes, you will see governors flying on convoys and presidents and all kinds of display of wealth and we are in a poorly developed nation. Because we like showmanship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You have a local government chairman who will not be able to stay in his local government. He will go and stay in the state capital. Are, are you following this? It's the same thing in your life. You will live the development of your life and be showing people that you are prosperous. Meanwhile, if they sell this whole world for 50,000 and they say, don't borrow from anybody, you have two hours to buy it. You cannot. Because you don't have any. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you are young, don't buy many shoes. Buy one black shoe that can serve all the purpose and focus on proper wealth. Don't go and buy red. You have green. You have this. Is here. You see, God will need to help us because even in Christianity, I'm, I'm going somewhere. You know, when I teach this subject, I'm really passionate about them. I mean, I'm passionate about God's word, but I'm passionate about the way Christians live. You know, even in Christianity, we charismatic pastors make noise like we have money. We go to a hotel, we will snap. We buy Bible, we will snap. You will see a pastor looking at his shoes and snap. Sometimes I wonder, like, what do you tell the people who follow you? Huh? The richest. Do you know Seven Day Adventists, the Mormons, Church of the Latter Day? Those guys are extremely wealthy. Hmm? The Catholic Church. Hmm? You know the Catholic Church? Extremely wealthy. What does the Reverend Father wear? A white shirt. What does the Pope wear? Eh? You will see they own hospitals. They own schools. And solid schools, oh, not schools. We say children, yeah, 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 church has started school. And you people in this church cannot bring your children. You know that some people just do things out of sympathy. Eh? You know, someone asked me one time, he said, ah, why don't you go start a school? I said, for what? He said, ah, to, to have more money. I said, no, you don't start school to have money. You start school with a vision. You don't use people's children to do profit. You don't understand this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You now start a school. You now start teaching children that uh, Rabina is blood of Jesus because you don't have a curriculum for the you don't you, you don't have a curriculum for the school. You don't understand science. You now now force children to be doing church things in school. That is, uh, listen to this. Uh, listen to this. The charismatic church is the loudest and yet the poorest. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Go to Anglican churches. And see what those people do. We, we, have to, we have to understand that being loud is not equated by having real substance. And that's what the scripture Pleasure. Pleasure. Go and check the Baptist record, the Southern Baptist Association of America. Check the Nigerian Baptist Convention. See how much those people pour into missions quietly, no noise. Yet, if we give one million to one missionary in one place, we will go and print the check in flex banner. Stand on the pulpit. Everybody will gather. Camera will gather. Live streaming. Mike's live. Instagram. Ah, Papa gave out one million. Papa gave out one million. Those things are signs of poverty, insecurity, and lack of biblical understanding. Are you hearing what I'm saying? And don't make that same mistake because God is going to prosper you in this ministry. And some of you are going to end up as millionaires. And I tell you the truth of God's word. But when that time comes, don't go and change your teeth to golden teeth. And say, remove this one. Put gold. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Alright. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 19. How to become poor. So go, I mean, go home today and say, like, what did your pastor teach me? Eight ways to become poor. <laughs> Proverbs 28 verse 19. He who tills his land will have plenty of bread, but he who follows frivolity 
will have poverty enough. That's what I'm teaching. Following frivolities. Verse 19 says, He who cultivates his land will have plenty of bread. But he who follows worthless people and pursuits will have poverty enough. Follow worthless people. Hmm? Follow celebrities that are not born again. Just follow him. So you now begin to put your life under pressure. Ah, this guy just released an album. He has a private jet. He has uh, this one. Hey, look at where he's staying. And you are now putting yourself under pressure. Following vain pursuits. Following vain pursuits. You know, one thing I realized, there's a place you've been to in your life. Even if any shirt you wear, people will be looking for, ah man, you know how much that shirt costs. You know, people try to estimate what people are wearing based on who they are not really you realize that if that same person they take the shirt you are wearing and put on him and they put his own shirt on you it has not changed your value are you following this don't follow worthless people the scripture says don't follow vain pursuits what are you pursuing pursue substance pursue real wealth Pursuit valuable wealth. Give your life to a cause, to a vision. You don't have to be loud. And one of the reasons we became very loud was the way we started collecting money in Pentecostal churches. We want to raise one million. If you have ten thousand, if you have hundred thousand, bring. They say if you have hundred thousand, we'll pray for you for the oil of life. And then you now bring. So okay, if you have ninety, so yeah, if you have eighty. Then at the end, say, okay, so that if anything you have, come and stand here. <laughs> you don't need that. Let me tell you something. In church, everybody's wealth is going to be different. People must give according to what they have. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Your giving is according to what you have. That's why most people were taught to vow. Vow, 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 and if they are going to, they are owing in many churches. That's why if you invite them to program to some churches, they will not come. Not because they don't want to come. They, their own chairs in that church. And then the pastor will catch them. Like, I am Mr. Oh! You said you give us 50 chairs last Thanksgiving. Hmm? Oh God, if you give me a job, I will give you 2 million. Keep quiet. Just say, God, I need a job. Ask him for a job. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because some of us who vowed, vowed like that, we have, we, if I, they, we've got the job, we have done the job for two years, they have sacked us, the vow has not yet been remitted. Don't leave all those things. Don't give yourself heart attack. If you want to give, give. God is a good God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm going to teach about that. Because, I mean, somebody has asked me a question. Can we vow? Can we borrow to sow seed? Can we... <laughs> Proverbs 28 19. Let's see the next one. He who follows frivolity will have poverty enough. Don't follow frivolities, don't follow worthless things. Follow value. The next one 29 verse 3. I know by the grace of God, we don't have any of these ones here. In Jesus' name. Proverbs 29.3 Whoever loves wisdom makes his father rejoice. But a companion of harlots will waste wealth. That's why I said we don't have them here. But he who associates with harlots wastes his substance. Women. 
following women will make you poor. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If you want to marry, we, we've got to, you know, the Bible says the church is the pillar and ground of truth. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So we have to, <laughs> we have to teach these things. Huh? Scripture says some things should not be mentioned among us, but we have to teach it because it's in the Bible. If you are ready to marry, hmm? tell yourself, God, I am ready to marry now. Help me find a godly man or a godly woman and trust God, have faith, believe in God and marry. To have women around you, the scriptures say you will waste your wealth. You are buying phone for this one. You are doing hair for this one. You are paying half rent for this one. You are buying data for this one. Oga, you are on the road to poverty. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whether it is side cheek, whether it is front cheek, whether it is left cheek, stay faithful to your wife and conserve your money. Because once you start, when you are involved in adultery and following after ladies, those ladies already know. So their demand is never at the level of a wife. And I've said this before, it's my own humble theory to the world, that it is cheaper to take care of your wife than to take care of a girlfriend. If you carry your wife to the supermarket, if you marry a good one, and you say, this meat. I mean, you sometimes you take your wife out if you, if you marry a good wife. You take your wife out and they say, how much is this meat of food? They say, 4,000. She'll just say, more they go out. If you marry, if you marry. You say, ah, what is it? No, no, no. How much is chicken? How, how much is maggie? She will, she will analyze the food. That, this whole food is one five. Are we mad? What, what are we doing here? They'll <laughs> go. But if you are doing Proverbs 29.3, Hmm? There are some scriptures you should never fulfill. Don't fulfill Proverbs 29.3. If I'm going to teach a message like that, next wisdom class, six scriptures you must not fulfill in your life. That must not come to pass. One of these is this one. Hmm? The girl will just touch the food. I, said, I don't like the salt. I don't like the salt. Do you, do you have another one? 4,000 is gone like that. Yes. You will like the salt. <laughs> no, 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 no. We will end the relationship after you like the salt. What's wrong with you? 4,000 that you don't like salt. We will, we will bring water. We will buy water and mix this soup. Remove the salt. <laughs> ah, then, no, no, no. You can't try that nonsense. And thank God, you know, some people, they know the people they can do all those rubbish. For. You don't like salt. 4,000 hour soup, you don't like the salt. I don't care what you like in this world. As far as we are seated on that table, you will like the salt. You will, I'm not telling you. We will break the relationship there. And both of us will eat that food. So we will know that that's the last supper of the relationship. But I mean, what the scripture says that, that if a man loves harlots, he will waste his substance. Because those givings cannot be accounted for. When you are writing budget, can you write, I bought phone for a girlfriend, 1,000? The budget will not balance. So every time you say, I don't, what's happening here? What's, what's going on? What's happening? You know what's happening. It's Proverbs 293. It says that the companion of harlots 
There's nobody who follows after ladies who walks in prosperity. It's in God's word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So as a single man, pick wisdom from it. Sometimes they will say you are stingy. Sometimes they will say oh, you don't know how to spend. It's okay. There's no problem. Hmm? When we were in school, that's some people say like that. Ah, you don't know how to spend. You don't know how to spend. I said no problem. We are not in life to to show how we can spend. Are <laughs> you hear what I'm saying? Thank God for, for my wife. When we were going out, in, I mean, our relationship was about to start. There was a yogurt I could afford there. It's 15 naira. I mean, there were other expensive yogurts. I mean, you go to the yogurt shop, yogurt of 250, yogurt of 300, yogurt of. The first thing is, when I stood before the show glass, I told myself, Maxwell, listen, this one of 300, even you have not taken it. This one of 250, you can't give what you don't have. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You are struggling to see calls on your phone. You went to buy Samsung A51 for a lady. Are you born again? The Holy Spirit will first of all teach you wisdom. Then the day they now call you for a job, you didn't see the screen, you didn't pick. That's Proverbs 29.3 happened. I said you have to resume today, you didn't pick. <laughs> your whole screen is broken. Anything you're doing in this life to impress someone else would probably be wrong. You are not here to impress people. You are here to follow God's plan for what? For your life. The scripture says even when you are working, you walk as unto the Lord. You are not just working so your boss will like you. It's not eye service. Christians don't do eye service. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's not that I'm working so pastor will like me. I'm working so my... No, 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 no. I'm not preaching this way so you would like me. No, I'm preaching because this is God's word and this is how I preach the wisdom classes. Are you following what I'm saying? We don't do eye service as believers. We walk as unto the Lord. And that's why when you're walking as unto the Lord, whether man rewards you or not, your work will be consistent. Because you know that there's a, a father in heaven that will do what? That will reward you. Okay, so that's all for poverty. How to become rich. How to become rich. We're looking at Proverbs. We're just looking at Proverbs. Gaining wisdom from there. Proverbs 3.16. Have you learned anything tonight? Are you sure? Have you learned anything tonight? Alright. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 16. Now it's talking about wisdom. And it says, length of days is in her right hand. And in her left hand are riches and honor. What's the number one way Proverbs talks about a man becoming rich? is wisdom. Getting wisdom. Imagine all the seven things or eight things we went through now. If you get the wisdom of God and avoid all of those eight things. Come on, do you think your life is going to become better or not? It will be better. It will be better. Wisdom will make you wealthy. Wisdom. Being wise. Being wise. And sometimes as Christians, because we have not understood this, we live as if God is not good. We live as if God is not kind. It looks like, oh, God is not blessing us. He is. 
If we just apply our heart to this thing. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, are you following me? As a young child, as a young man, apply your life to these teachings. You will end up good. You will end up wealthy. You will end up being able to give, being able to bless, bless, you know. You will end up just being able to live and contribute meaningfully both to society, to the local church and to the kingdom of God. Uh, Proverbs 10.4 Proverbs 10.4 How to become rich Looking at finances I know Solomon can tell you all of that Because he had a thousand wives Man can tell you Proverbs chapter 10 verse 4 He who has a slack hand becomes poor But the hand of the diligent makes rich One of the ways to become rich Is to be diligent Be diligent Pay attention to details when you finish doing something, let there be excellence to it. Praise God. So when I said praise God. Being diligent. Being diligent in whatever you're doing. Be diligent in that shop. Be diligent with that work. Be diligent in that assignment God has given to you. Be diligent in your job. Meet your boss and ask them, I, I want to work. How can I improve? I talked about correction. Last Sunday. Hmm? How can I get better? I want to be diligent. You know, you, know one, you know my number one prayer I prayed this year is God help me. I want to teach the Bible better. Because that's, I mean, I've got to be more diligent with the scriptures. I've got to be more diligent with the scriptures. In anything you've been called to do, you deal with a diligent hand. Proverbs 11. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24 to 26. Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 24 to 26. There is one who scatters, yet increases more. And there's one who withholds more than is right. There's a lot of principles here. So you need to follow me. There's one who scatters, yet increases more. And there's one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The general soul will be made rich. He who waters also will be watered himself. The people will curse him who withholds grain. But blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. Okay? Now, uh, let me read from the Amplified Version. There are those who, who generously scatter abroad and yet increases more. There are those who withhold more than is fitting or what is justly due, but it results in only want. The liberal person shall be enriched, and he who waters shall himself be watered. The people will curse him who holds back grain when the public needs it. Hmm? <laughs> uh, but a blessing from God and man is upon the head of him who sells it. What are the principles we get from here? Number one, there is... A way that when you give, the Lord returns. A generous soul will be... No, no, the first one. Go, go back. Go, back, go up to 24. If we scatter generously, we will, we will reap. So there's a thing about sowing. There's a thing about sowing, about giving, about scattering, about being of a blessing. Okay? That's one. One of the ways to become wealth. Be a giver. Don't be stingy. Be a giver. Number two, I want you to get this. It says there are those who withhold more than it is fitting. Now, you've got to understand the scripture. You've got to understand the scripture. Because I've seen that also where people just 
are giving, 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 giving. No. The scripture says that if you withhold more than it is fitting, that means it is okay to scatter generously. Follow this. It is okay to do what? To withhold. But not more than it is fitting. Because scattering alone cannot make a man rich. That is where the charismatic church missed it. So they'll say, as you sow seed, you'll be rich. As you sow seed, you'll reach. As, no, no, no. There's something here. There's a process here. There's a process here. He now says, the generous soul shall be made fat. What's the generous soul? Being liberal, opening up your heart, being generous. Then he goes on to say that if a man withholds grain, the people will curse him. But the blessing of God will be upon the man who sells it. What does this mean? You cannot become rich if you don't even have something you are selling. He says, the blessing of God will be upon your head. This grain is meant for the public. If you bring it out to sell, people will thank you for making it available and the blessing of God will be upon you. Do you understand that scripture now? So, you cannot just take, if you scatter, you will get. No, that whole scripture is a block of scriptures talking about the principles of prosperity. Do you follow that? Come on, come on. Did you get that? So, the first one, we scatter. We're generous. We give. Number two, we withhold. But not more than is necessary. Because what we withhold is what we're going to invest. What we withhold is what we're going to use to run our business. And then we've got a generous soul. We're not stingy. We're not the guy. <laughs> we're not the guy who enters a bike and he changes ten era and then he follows the bike man back to where they are coming from just to get that ten era. Man, come on, we are we are generous people. Are you hearing what I'm saying? We are blessed people. Hmm? Give some of your clothes away. You're not going to use them again. How many of you have clothes you haven't used in the last one year? Everybody has. Bring them to church on Sunday. And I'm serious. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look, <laughs> Pastor, I'm not hearing you. <laughs> Mike, volume is low. No, I challenge you to do that on Sunday. Get some clothes you're not using. Get some shoes you're not using. And bring them to church. Just bring them. Drop them. Where we're receiving offerings, to drop them somewhere. And there will be many people amongst us who those clothes will be of a blessing to. Even if the people are not amongst us, there will be people out in town. How many of you think it's a good thing to do? It's a good thing to do just to practice the scripture. Just get your clothes, get your shoes. If you have three shoes, give one out. I challenge you. Let's do it. Hmm? Ask pastor, these are my only three. No, a brother has one. You can do three. Bless. Step out in faith and give. And the Bible says, more will come to you. We're not giving just because we want to get more. We're giving because we love God's people. Praise God. I challenge him. Is it just one shirt? Just give it. As you come into church on Sunday, just come with something and say, you know what? I just want to bless a brother in church. I want to bless a sister in church. And drop it. And we'll find people amongst us who will need those clothes. And they'll be blessed by it. And then, there is also something about withholding so you can have something to invest. So you can, if, if something is up for sale, you can buy it. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? Alright. Then, there's a thing about selling. You're able to sell. That means you're able to interact with the systems of the earth. Because the systems of the earth means that money is only given in exchange for what? For two things. What's money given in exchange for? 
goods and what? So it's either you are, you have goods or you've got work. Or a service you are rendering. So if you have a service, be the best service provider. If you have goods you are selling, be the best. I challenge every mechanic in this house. Be the best one. Every electrical person, be the best one. And you will not end up poor. Don't be like the electrical guy or, I mean, they call you to go and repair something in the house. Everything was working fine. Just something little was bad. And they just called you, can you repair it? Yeah, I can't. And then you repaired it. And went home. And then they plugged something. And the whole house went <laughs> You think next time, if they say they are looking for an electrician, you know, even if somebody mentions your name, they'll say who? Say, uh, Mr. So, 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 and so. Say, which one? <laughs> say that way. Say, no, no. Just, just, just stop calling. Say, ah, is there anything? Probably say, just leave it. Leave. I know what I'm telling you. <laughs> no. But imagine if you did something and it was good and it was solid and it was powerful. What's going to happen? You'll be recommended. Be good at what you do. Don't cheat people. Don't watch old plugs and replace them and say you bought new ones. It will catch up with you. You will end up becoming poor. These things are in the scriptures. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's just like I say, I mean, I use ministry as an example. Teach God's people. Feed the people. Teach the people. You know, sometimes I'm so blessed. I mean, you know, I mean, we've got people in this ministry. They give generously. They give offerings. But sometimes I'm really blessed when I see some offerings. You know, I mean, sometimes I see people giving 200 to the bank account. Or sometimes people are coming. They're giving us bottle of granules. They're giving us things. And I'm like, yes, it's, if you feed God's people, I actually believe that any believer who is taught God's word and taught the truth of God's word would receive this word and we want to bless their pastor back. I mean, a Christian would be a wicked Christian just to want to see their pastor poor. But I mean, if you feed the people, if you're diligent and by providing the truth of God's word to them, God will meet your needs. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's how to become wealthy. Provide goods, provide services, quality goods, quality services. Take care of your shop properly. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Whatever thing you're running, make it the best. You do something for a client, they send back feedback, don't get angry. Work on it, be the best, just work on it. Then, we've got two more. Proverbs 14, uh, Proverbs 13, sorry, three more. Proverbs 13, four. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. So you've got to be diligent. The soul is made up of your will, your emotions, your intellect. Be diligent. Be diligent with your thoughts. Be diligent with your emotions. Bring your emotions under control. Because sometimes, out of anger, you can drop yourself from your job. Out of anger, you can drop yourself from what you're doing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You can talk roughly to people angrily. Your emotions are not under control. You've not worked on your emotions. Just allow the word of God to help you. Number five, Proverbs fourteen twenty three. Proverbs fourteen twenty three. In all labor there is profit. Value labor. If you want to be a wealthy person according to scriptures, value labor. In all labor, don't look down on any labor. Are you hearing what I'm saying, church? Are you with me? 
You don't have a job right now Ask people for opportunity to clean Ask people for opportunity to help them wash Don't say a whole me A whole me does not pay bills Are you hearing what I'm saying? Value labor more than begging Huh? Value labor more than begging Ask people Is there something I can do? Are you hearing what I'm saying? You don't have a job And you see your friend saying Oh they're going to pick uh, They're going to take blocks somewhere Say ah no ah, After four years in university What? <laughs> no That's not it In all labor In all labor there's what? It's profit You know that's a mindset I carried into ministry There are apart from probably music Playing instruments or something there are virtually maybe no nothing going on in the church that I cannot get involved in. I don't know how to do. Because when you start the church, you've got to labor. My dad started a church. A church in Worry started in a, in a secondary school, in a government secondary school. Hmm? And you know how government secondary school is messed up. Started in one of those, I mean, a secondary schools. Sometimes. And then when you go and ask the principal to give you a class that you want to use in church, they'll give you some of the last classes because they use the other main classes for lessons. And those last classes are where people smoke and do all kinds of stuff. And then before service starts, we'll have to go there, clean up the place, make it ready for church. Roll our generator down there. Hmm? All labor. And it was all of those things that I learned a couple of things in ministry. Don't be too big for any job. Roll up your sleeves and work. A Christian approaches his job from a point of diligence. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 28, 27. Last scripture. Proverbs 28, 27. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 27. He who gives to the poor will not lack, but he who hides his eyes will have many curses. Now, there's something about ministering to the poor. And the Lord wants us to minister to the poor. Okay? But let me also create a balance here. You can't solve all the problems of people. Hmm? So you have to also have self-control. If not, let me tell you something. Even if you earn one million, there are people whose need will exceed that money. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So, you have to tell yourself, I've taught you about giving here. You have to tell yourself, I'm apportioning this to giving. I'm apportioning this to that. Because if you, I have this, I have this problem, I have this problem, I have this problem. You have to train yourself to say for some people, I know you have this problem. Can we pray together? You know, I mean, and I've told people that, and they say, sir, it's not prayer, sir. They don't believe that prayer will answer it. It's money. And you don't have all the money. You are not El Shaddai. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Everybody say this loud and clear. Say, I am not God. Say, say it one more time. Say, I'm not God. I'm not El Shaddai. Do you believe that? So you can't solve every problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Somebody comes with a problem. Oh, fine. I think I can do this. I, I, I think I can help you with this. I think I can sort this. Huh? 
Sometimes people come, you don't have the money. Say, okay, I, I, I don't have the money right now, but I can give you transport to check somewhere else. I know you have many places you're trying to check. I can facilitate your movement to the next destination. And then, if you want to give to charity, you can pick a cost that is deep in your heart. I, I love, particularly, I love education. I feel with education, people can achieve more. So, I like helping people get into school. I like simple things. You can do simple things. Look for a young man. How much is your jam? Jam is maybe 8,000, 10,000. Okay, I'll pay, I'll pay for your jam for you. Are you following what I'm saying? How much are your books? You can help. You can, you can give deliberately and intentionally and you know that you've helped someone. Imagine helping. What do you think? Imagine a help, a, helping a young man get a jam and he gets into school. Do you think that's worth it? It's worth it. And there are some people whose problems are always is like they are, uh, is recycling. Hmm? You will spend more money than you will spend in being able to help a young man get into school. And yet the problem is not solved. Because sometimes, what you throw at poverty is not money. It's wisdom and counsel. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Alright, have you been blessed tonight? Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We ask that your word will bring forth understanding and grace. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Alright, let's... Uh, Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.